0: I'm Jordan and I'm Donnie and this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment how we find it where we put it and why we're into it. Welcome to apartment 26.
1: All right welcome back from Donnie's computer.
0: oh man fuck this hallway fuck everything
1: oh yeah (laughs) it is really emblematic of this project that we started recording on jordan's computer which is what we usually do just because jordan does most of the editing work and media work for the pod and her uh disc was full so audition which is what we recorded in, said fuck you and just stopped recording on us
0: well Let's try it again.
1: Yes, yeah, so let's uh, rewind for the listeners. Uh, welcome. For Jordan <laughs> and I, here we go again.
0: <laughs> so this episode is momentous in many ways. This is our first post-election episode mm-hmm. in a time of great celebration for mm-hmm. many of us. And we deserve that celebration, especially people who did the work on the ground to make this happen. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Largely BIPOC folk. Um, And also a time to remember that if you're like us and you started engaging in this work mostly in June, that now is not the time to stop doing whatever you're doing, to stop donating, to stop reading, to stop sending emails and paying attention, etc. Because people are still going to deserve fundamental human rights in 2021. Yeah. And beyond. Forever. Literally forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that, I think, is a good segue to something that should have happened on this podcast in the first episode, probably, but is happening right now, which is that we'd like to make a land acknowledgement. Because this is a podcast about home, And we can't do a podcast without home without acknowledging that this apartment was many people's home before it was ours. Mm -hmm. And that the land that this apartment building is on belonged to other people and was their home before it was ours. Um, We currently live on unceded Lenape territory. The Lenape are a tribe who used to extend from Pennsylvania all the way down to Delaware, which is why they're now federally recognized as the Delaware. And their reservation land is in Oklahoma, so they, throughout history, have been moved west like many other eastern tribes. But at the time of the beginning of colonization by the Dutch, lived in New York City and far beyond. Um, You can find all of the info that I have on abt 26 podcastcom backslash look and listen that's where our land acknowledgement will always live but also there is a ton of research for me to continue doing and lots of information out there on the lenape Um, the lenape center is here in new york city even though their tribal lands are currently in oklahoma and i linked a really interesting interview with curtis zaniga who is the co-director of the lenape center Um, with Smithsonian Magazine, where I found a lot of interesting information about the tribe. Uh, Curtis and his other co-directors currently live on their reservation in Oklahoma, but they wanted the Lenape Center to be in New York City to acknowledge the native history of this place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was there, he was talking about kind of the most um, visible, I think, like known sort of monument to the Lenape that exists in the city and especially in this neighborhood is this like little rock in our park (laughs) that (laughs) claims that it's the site of um, the Lenape sale of what they knew as Manhattan to um, the Dutch. And it turns out that all of that is a lie because actually it probably happened in Fort Amsterdam, which is downtown and also um, Curtis contests that say that it was a sale in the way that settler colonists understand the sale of land. also, apparently there is a another monument down where the Museum of the American Indian is, which is very far downtown.
1: It's like Battery Park.
0: Yeah, that shows a native person dressed as like a Plains native person would be dressed, not a Lenape person. Mm. So that's also super bad. Um, but I shared that as well, the link to that interview on our um, website. And if you're interested in figuring out whose land you are currently occupying, I linked an interactive map, which is where I found our Lenape references. Um, So yeah. Yeah. That exists. Also, though, doing a land acknowledgement is not the end of (laughs) Native rights on this podcast. Um, The point of a land acknowledgement is for it to be a beginning and a learning and... The continued work is the support of NATO sovereignty of uh, native treaties with the U S and also putting money back into those communities. We have, um, started buying a few native products, none of them from the Lenape though. So that's definitely something that we want to continue looking into. And the reason this is a good segue from our election, um, I was going to say coverage, but that this is not news. Um, we're not doing news. Um, is that there have been a lot of tweets going around being like, thank a black woman and that's well and good, but actually like we need to fight for the rights of those people um, and continue putting money into those communities as well. Mm-hmm. So that is the ongoing work.
1: Shifting gears. Yeah, now we pivot
0: completely to petty bullshit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we finally hung the wallpaper. We did it. We did the damn thing.
0: Yeah, we finished, like, approximately two hours ago. Yeah.
1: So it was um, about a, I mean, a two-day project, but hours-wise, probably eight hours. I would say eight. Um, So, like, you might be sitting in your apartment, or house, or in your car, on your way to work, thinking, oh, eight hours isn't that bad. Well, <laughs> listeners, let me tell you. <laughs> it was a pretty wild eight hours. Um,
0: yeah, it was interesting in contrast to our experience with the Boxway 10 paper wallpaper and i'll link that episode in the show notes so that you can remember for yourself how we felt about that mm-hmm. the we we're using mitchell black wallpaper in the front hallway and i would say at first when we started hanging it i was really impressed by how easy it was to hang because of the texture of it mm-hmm. it was a thicker product and so it was really easy to put on straight And it was really easy to avoid like bumps and air bubbles and all of the sort of like annoying nitpicky shit that was happening to us with the thinner temp paper.
1: Yeah. And if this one did get an air bubble or a bump, it was really easy to just push it out. I think with the temp paper, because it was so thin, when you'd get a little bubble or a little crease, it would basically just stay there. But this one was some media that you could work with and really like. I'm massage out, maybe? <laughs> it was like,
0: I felt like the material really knew where it wanted to be. Yeah. And that I was just sort of like guiding it into play. It very
1: much had a life of its own, as we would later learn, was not necessarily a good thing.
0: Yeah. So I think that one of the benefits of the temp paper for us was that... For any imperfections that exist in the walls, of which there are many, it was kind of like stretchier, yeah, in a way because it really was like a plastic material. This Mitchell Black paper, and we specifically bought the one that had the texture of paper, which I really liked, mm-hmm. but it it was unforgiving <laughs> in how fucked up that hallway is, yeah. There is no flat surface of that hallway. There is no square surface of that hallway. So pretty much immediately we started having issues with being able to line up the pattern. Mm-hmm. Because you'd line it up at the top and then the bottom wouldn't f- wouldn't line up because of the warp of the wall. And then you'd line it up at the bottom and then the top wouldn't line up because of the warp of the wall. And we ultimately decided that we wanted it to line up best at eye level. Yeah. But that basically meant that we were hanging the wallpaper from bottom to top, which (laughs) is backwards of how you're supposed to do it.
1: Oh, yeah. So let's take it back. Um, We started last night around, like, 5.36 because we wanted to go on a walk and, like, make use of the really nice day that yesterday was. And so we got started, and the paper itself had been chilling in our hallway for a while. So many months. Yeah, we ordered it. Yeah, really a long-ass time ago. Uh, so that was there, and we measured everything. And we knew, going into it, that the hall was lopsided, to put it gently.
0: There were parts of the, ceil- of the hallway where the ceiling was 45 inches from the coat rail. And parts of the hallway where the ceiling was 43 inches from the coat rail.
1: So yeah, we knew shit was fucked. But we went in trying to account for that. So we started... Um, in uh,
0: the 45-inch corner.
1: Yeah. And with everything just, like, boom, flush against the wall. And we, like, like, flat. We didn't do the doorway, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because we had overhangs. So it wasn't, like, flush against the wall. We purposely left some on the top and bottom to give us room to play with. And...
0: Right, because if we started on the 45-inch side, that when we got to the 43-inch side, we'd have two inches more overhang rather than two inches less if we went the other way.
1: Yeah, if logic existed in this space. <laughs> Uh, and so we proceeded fairly, really fairly easily. Um, there were some early hints at what was to come, (laughs) which is when we made the call to just like really focus on aligning things at eye level. But even up top, I would say on that first wall was never like too, too bad. Like things were definitely a little skew. Um,
0: it was really interesting though, because you would do one, one piece of paper and it would be, like, visibly off. And then you'd do the next one, and it would be perfectly fine. Yeah. So it was really hard to tell just with your eyes, like, where the warping was occurring and <laughs> what was higher and what was lower and just, like, everything was wonky. Yeah,
1: and this is, like, a Art Deco Paisley design, too. So it was even harder on your eyes to, like, really sit and analyze this thing. It was, like, being spun through a kaleidoscope as well. Uh, point being, we carried on. <laughs> yeah. And we had realized about three panels in that, um, sorry, I said panels odd. It took me a minute to, like, decide what I wanted to refer to these <laughs> things as. And in my mind at the time I decided, I was like, panels, yeah, they're <laughs> definitely panels. Hashtag Dinosaur Um, So these panels, I mean, it was about three in that we realized that there was a kind of repeat to guide us, um, which is something maybe we should have realized sooner, but... I think the temp paper repeat was so wonky that we were just powering through with the assumption that this would be similar.
0: Yeah, the temp paper repeat was horizontal and vertical. So not only did you have to um, line the paper up horizontally to like fit, but also... You had to go up and down to make sure that you were repeating the right pattern. Because we had the Mitchell Black Paper custom printed, there was no vertical aspect to the repeat. They made it so that one panel would sit right next to the other. But I think because of the width of the overall pattern, there were like two types of panels. We were calling them dot and no dot. Yeah. But that like there was no <laughs> that's not gonna make sense to anyone but uh. Yeah. No,
1: it doesn't even really make sense to me. I had to like constantly Check in with Jordan and be like, uh, is this a dot or a no dot? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we decided about three in, or recognized rather, that there was a dot and no dot pattern in some capacity happening. So we were like, oh, fuck, well, alright, let's take this down, and then since we had to take a piece off, we didn't want the adhesive to start failing or, um, to waste it, so we decided that we would use that piece to turn the corner of, like, the entry, archway and that we'd get there for the night and call it a night that would get us some pretty good progress leading into today so we did that um
0: turning the corner was utterly wild in a way that it wasn't with the temp paper as well I think because of the stretchiness of the temp paper but obviously the corner was not a 90 degree angle so (laughs) once you like went to turn the corner the paper would pucker so much that we ended up actually needing to make a relief cut down the entire corner. Mm -hmm. So rather than turning the corner with a full piece of paper, we actually just like cut it off and started again with the same partial piece of paper on the other side.
1: Yeah, that's a process. Uh, So we did that and we got that far and then called it for the night, went on, had a chill Saturday night and hit it again today. And boy. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so, in in life, I've never encountered a situation where 45 is less than 43, except for in this hallway, um, because we turned the corner and we got to the opposite long flat wall, where the ceiling was 43 inches from the coat rail, and all of a sudden, rather than having two extra inches of overlap... We had a gap between the ceiling and the top of the wallpaper.
1: Yeah, I'd also like to reiterate uh, for any listeners who think we just got our walls mixed up that we re-measured both last night and again today and again today to be sure that we weren't, like, losing it. And it was, in fact, 43 on this wall that... Had the gap.
0: Yeah, and, like, I fuck up all the time when I do DIY projects, so I'm not ashamed to say, like, oh, I measured wrong, and in this case, I just literally cannot understand what was happening.
1: Yeah, it was wild.
0: But essentially, we had this gap, and so we realized pretty quickly that we had to make a decision. Were we going to keep going, creating a bigger and bigger gap, and then go back in and patch that gap all the way down an 11-foot wall? Or were we going to go Back to the beginning where we knew that the wallpaper pattern wasn't going to line up anyway. Because every time you hang wallpaper, you pick an inconspicuous corner where you're going to begin and end because the chances that you line up the pattern all the way around are pretty much non existent. Mm-hmm. So, do we go back to our inconspicuous corner and just like shift the whole pattern up a few inches to alleviate the gap? <laughs> <laughs> And I needed, like, I was having a really tough time visualizing it, which obviously doesn't surprise anyone. Um, So we, like, dry-fitted a few pieces to Mm -hmm. see what the gap would look like. We ended up hanging several pieces without cutting them to see what the gap would look like. And we just decided that the gap was going to extend the whole wall, and we might not have enough paper to patch those gaps and, like, match the pattern.
1: Yeah, it was a... Pretty um, clear and present fear.
0: Yeah. The other thing with the patching was that when we patched the temp paper, it was such a thin material that you really cannot see the patches anywhere. Mm -hmm. With this paper, because it was so much thicker, you could kind of see a white edge where a patch was cut. Mm -hmm. Um, So we wanted to be less liberal with our patches than we were with the temp paper
1: yeah we noticed that with the relief cut the other night and that i think was a
0: yeah determining factor so we decided to go back and shift the paper up <laughs> which meant that we we were going to have the corner between the left wall and the front door of the apartment be that corner mm-hmm. so we went over there and we ended up needing to hang the paper around the front door which was a godforsaken disaster (laughs) and we did that two or three times to make sure that not only we were going to have enough on the top but that we were going to have enough on the bottom now because Mm -hmm. there had been extra on the bottom and not enough on the top um so we hung two or three pieces without cutting them again just to make sure that Uh, like panels Yes, panels. <laughs> um, just to make sure that our measurements made sense. It seemed like they did, so we went about our business. Mm-hmm. We get to... I don't even know. I think we're three from the end. Probably.
1: Well, I also, before we get there... Okay. There's also a while uh, doing this backwards now. Yes. Uh, because it's, <laughs> we had previously done the design one direction, and now we are going the other direction, which... I just couldn't hang with it. I was really bad at this and kept putting the panels up at, like, wicked skew angles. And I don't really entirely understand why. (laughs) I just eventually had to tap out after, like, two tries. I got one after a lot of struggle. And then the second one, I was just like, ah, this is going to slow us down so much. I just can't do this shit.
0: It was interesting for me because I felt like aligning the temp paper... Pattern was more difficult for me in my mind, and I don't know why that was. I felt like you were really fast at that one, and then this one just worked better for me for some reason.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. I, I have no understanding as to why that might be, but either way, I can hang. Fortunately, Jordan was with it, so I became a ground sport. Which I think we said the first time around. Don't remember if we said it this time around. Yeah, I don't either. So it's an important uh, important thing we've learned: hanging wallpaper. That you really do need ground support to help you, like, catch extra stuff that flops over, or, like, pass you the exacto blade, provide emotional support.
0: Yeah, I would not do this project alone. No. Absolutely not. You need too many hands. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, do, do it with a friend.
1: Yeah, find a buddy.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: we got, like, three panels in, as Jordan was saying. Three panels, panels from the panel.
0: end, and yeah, we get end. gapping at the bottom. And I was just so fucking confused (laughs) because we leveled the coat rail to itself. So even if the floor isn't level, the coat rail should be level and looks really level. Mm
1: -hmm. Looks good. Looks great. Spent months on it, as you all know.
0: absolutely no idea geometrically what's going on in this space. And at this point, we have exactly the amount of wallpaper we need to finish this shit because we've used all of our extra Mm -hmm. with the gapping issue. And I don't want to patch at eye level, which is where the base is. So then it got weird. Yeah. Then we were basically just like, okay, this shit is going to be weird. (laughs) Um, And basically because nothing was lining up anyway, because of the warp of the wall, I just positioned the next piece so that there was no gap in the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Which means that that piece isn't aligned exactly right. And then the next piece... We needed to make it to the door because it was the last full piece we had. Mm -hmm. And there was like a little bit not enough. So I just shoved it over. And so that overlap isn't perfect either, but actually, okay, so here's the thing. When I do projects for myself, like, no one was paying me to do this. This is my house, not someone else's. But when I do projects for myself, I want to do a good job because, like, this is my money and my time and the place that I live. And I don't want to look at something ugly or, like, waste $600 worth of wallpaper. Mm -hmm. So I want to do a good job. But also, we could have driven ourselves crazy with this hallway. Yeah. We did.
1: Yeah, arguably we, we, we were we probably crazy. Did. We probably are. We probably sound like really rambling to everyone right now. Even <laughs> um, people are just like, "What are these people talking about? The hallway and the angles and kaleidoscopes."
0: <laughs> and I would say, on the first piece that wasn't lining up, we were very much like trying to fix it and trying to understand what was happening. And towards the end, we really just embraced the fact that it it is what it is. Yeah, and it is a hundred year old apartment in New York city and it's been settling for a long ass time and just nothing is straight and there's nothing Slowly we can do about that. Into the ocean. Yeah. Um, and so at first I was really concerned about the little issues I was seeing, like the, the little bit of white in the corner where we had to make the relief cut a little bit where I had missed on the ceiling. So you could see a little bit of wall, like at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more panels we did, see, I, I did it. Yeah. Um, the more I realized that the pattern is so bold that it really just erases a multitude of sins.
1: Yeah, it really does. I think it is, what's the word? I guess atmosphere, for lack of a better word. It provides like a very overall effect. When you walk into the space or when you look at the space from a distance, you just like, boom. And when you're in it, It's kind of overwhelming in a good way. Like, I don't know that people entering the space or even myself, like, a month from now, are really going to notice
0: shit that's there. Yeah, luckily no one comes into our space right now anyway.
1: Yeah, true.
0: But also, I mean, I know where all the fuck-ups are. But at the same time, when I look into that space, my eye isn't immediately drawn to them.
1: Yeah, I also remember, like, for the first month or two, knowing where all the fuck-ups were in the box way. And now, I don't think I could tell you besides... There's like one big crease that still exists. And besides that one, I I honestly don't think I could point that out without like careful observation or like looking closely.
0: So yeah, there are a couple of pieces where the pattern does not line up for a a myriad of reasons. Um,
1: (laughs) Many of which were out of
0: our control. There's a pretty big patch that would be visible at the final corner where we actually did end even though it wasn't where we intended to end um and yet all of those things like when you walk into the hallway just really aren't that visible and so i'm pretty proud of what we did and like i wouldn't sell it to someone as a service that we provide but i think we did like a pretty legit job for people who are not professional wallpaper hangers
1: yeah no i feel really good about it
0: that shit is not my calling i will (sighs) not be doing that and like Honestly, it seems kind of stupid to pay someone to hang temporary wallpaper for you. It might be worth it. But I'm not mad at people who do pay to have wallpaper hung, because I think that if a professional had been in this situation, they would have known how to troubleshoot better than we did. Yeah, agreed. And I maybe
1: w- some of the patching would have been, like, smoother, or they would yeah. have patched and it would have looked smoother
0: than yeah. what we could have done. Yeah. Um, I would say also, if I were to redo this project, rather than having four feet of wallpaper in a situation where we needed 45 inches, I would have five feet of wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have just alleviated the gapping issue altogether, because we would have been cutting over six inches off on either side. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, This was an expensive project, so I didn't want to waste anything. But at the same time, I think we may have cut it a little close in that regard.
1: Yeah, I wonder too if that is something that like, uh, like if you're not just getting like a task rabbit person to hang it for you, like right. if you have a professional, I guess really it'd be like an interior designer to help you assess the project from the get go. They would probably be like, "Well, four feet will work, but we really should order five feet."
0: Yeah, I would agree that that was something I was thinking about as well. If we had had like a professional installer, they might have said that that's what they wanted to work with.
1: Yeah, so. Something to consider for anyone who wants to hang wallpaper or hire someone to help you hang wallpaper out yeah. there.
0: The other interesting thing about the Mitchell Black product was that, um, they recommended cutting off your overlap. Mm. So with the temp paper, we left the overlap and it's basically invisible. With this paper, did I already say this? This yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, with this paper...
1: It doesn't help the, like, maticness that we aren't sure what we've already said on the one that got lost in the cloud. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um there's because it's so thick you can pretty much see the white line of like the edge of the paper Mm -hmm. and so their recommendation is that you go over the seam you just like use a straight edge to cut over the seam and remove any overlap and that um i see i see why that is the case
1: i see you but it's terrifying
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it scares the shit out of me and i just know like with our exacto blade and the imprecision of that situation, the fact that we don't have a yardstick or anything. Mm. Like, I don't feel comfortable fucking with it. I think that it's not invisible, but it's not particularly visible from any of the views that we have.
1: Yeah. I also think with little things like that, like the little uh, design glitches and the little line work, once we start adding stuff into that space, too, a lot of that will start coming away like even just adding in the bench back in because uh, we needed to move our bench and hallway shit which is mainly just a bench and shoes uh into the living room to do it but even just adding that back in makes it such a more dynamic space in a yeah. lot of ways and i think i know we want to add some kind of like uh hangers onto the coat rail and doing stuff like that and then once they're actually like coats and tote bags and shit on there once it becomes a busier space i think a lot of that will pull away because it'll just be like boom cool design and like, oh, stuff. Besides anyone listening who now knows about all the air. So when you walk <laughs> to the space, don't be a dick.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you're doing any project like this, when you're hanging wallpaper, like when you're painting or anything like that, it's hard to remember that it's a backdrop. Yeah. Because it's such, like, a focus of your energy. Um,
1: yeah, this isn't the Sistine Chapel. This isn't going to be no. a future piece. This is just no a backdrop. Yeah, that's a good way to say it.
0: So, yeah, we do still need to buy coat hooks, and I can't find any that I like right now, but this will be the last you hear about the hallway in this capacity, and then there will just be, like, a slight update when we hang the coat hooks, for sure. hopefully,
1: though. Let's not jinx it. (laughs) Um,
0: But, yeah, I mean, I think also one has to remember that DIY is not perfect in any way, and on some level it would be cool if it was perfect or if we'd had it professionally done, but also, like it's not really our vibe so much so if there are parts that people can tell are fucking up, like whatever yeah um
1: you hang fucking wallpaper
0: <laughs> well i mean i think like it's part of the story of the space that we remember that time in quarantine that we hung wallpaper and it was terrible but not as terrible as the things going on in the world <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of apartment 26
0: For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below and follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast.
1: See you next time.